Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, 49ers fan? Welcome to another live edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. And man, I I don't know. We had Kyle Shanahan's pre-practice, pre-training camp press conference this morning. And I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever seen him this happy. Um, I had never seen him smile so much. I never saw him give so many positive answers to maybe non-positive questions there's there's something in the air in Santa Clara and my goal today is to kind of capture and channel that in a much more organized manner so we're going to get some clips um you know we've got a lot of clips I want to hear from a lot of people so that we can get this kind of overall feel from the 49ers training camp so far in 2022 and it just seems like things are going really well. We're getting a lot of questions answered at different personnel spots, at different, uh, you know, where everybody's at, how things are flowing in a positive direction. I freaking love it, man. What's up, JD? He says, uh, working from home today, can finally catch it live, man. I love it. Hopefully I don't mess up your productivity too much. Um, but want to give a shout out to all of the hashtag CCs, man. Remember, we are giving away a free Trent Williams jersey to whomever can get the most cc's make it to the most live shows um in the in this week now that's going to end on tuesday so if you haven't if you've missed some shows that's okay um you still have an opportunity to get in there the hashtag cc that's part of our countdown crew easy way to show support for the channel just hit that notification bell and anytime we go live you get a notification jump on throw your hashtag cc get you entered in a lot of giveaways a lot of giveaways we're also going to be giving away some more tickets to training camp in the upcoming episodes um and just another scheduling thing that I want to bring up. Um, we're doing something a little bit different today. We are dropping a premiere episode. If you've caught any of our 49ers Rush Originals, that's with all the insane editing and graphics and overlays and background music and all that stuff. We did one on Nick Bosa. We did one on Trey Lance. Today, um, you know, we're talking Friday, right? At 3.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we're dropping a Debo episode that we spent a lot of time on that I think you're really going to enjoy. It involves tape, highlights, breakdowns, analytics. It's, it's kind of something we're doing uh, differently. So I'm going to be in the audience with you um, at 3.30 Pacific Time today. So catch that. And again, if you just go to our channel and scroll down on YouTube, you'll see it there. Uh, does Debo fit in? And then also we have an extra live bonus show tomorrow um for patreon members and so that's going to be at 3 30 p.m for all of our steve young tier and up so come catch that's going to be with the 40 hours rush cutback guys they're at training camp now they're going to be there tomorrow as well so fresh off the field we're going to be getting instant analysis it's going to be a great time so if you haven't checked that out yet go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast and again get those hashtag ccs in there baby now before we turn all rosy, like my cheeks, um, let's talk a little bit about some negatives. Jordan Matthews uh, found out, you know, he comes out of practice uh, two days ago with on crutches and sure enough, tore his ACL. That's going to end his his year. And sadly, you know, I, I, I don't like to conjecture too much, but he was kind of on in his last program of his career probably uh, hasn't really been activated in several years this might do it for him now what i hope happens is that he is brought onto the coaching staff um he you remember this is the same guy that they sent to go to trey lance's workout because he's just such a positive 
impact on the locker room, positive guy, intelligent guy, um, really been a fan of Jordan Matthews. Even though we haven't seen him play during game days a lot, he's still incredible. And so that's one of the things that, you know, kind of hurts for sure. Um, but, and again, it it's an injury that happens at a position where we already had another injury because you have Charlie Warner who's out with that core muscle surgery. Now you add Jordan Matthews. The good news is the 49ers seem to have insulated the entire roster to developing depth. And so you brought in Tyler Croft. You brought in Troy Fumagalli. You brought in Tanner Hudson. You still got Roz Dwelly. So the injury hurts. I'm not trying to downplay that, and it sucks more personally for Jordan Matthews, who's a great man. But these repeated injuries, we've got injuries at defensive tackle. Now we've got injuries at tight end. I would like those to stop. Um, I really, really would. Now, I want to focus on the offensive side for a minute, okay? Um, Most of this episode is going to be offense because a lot of the question marks that we had coming into training camp this year we're on the offensive side. What's up, Shell Shock? Uh, glad to have you here, man. Um, appreciate you. So, questions are getting answered. We didn't know what was going to happen at the interior offensive line. That's starting to be finalized. We weren't sure what's going to happen with the running back rotation. That's starting to be finalized. Corey, I love this. Thoughts on all of the interior offensive line uh, that were recently worked out? Are they trying to add depth? Or do they want something else to challenge Burford at that right jar spot? Well, let's go through it and let's allow great question, Corey. Let's allow them to talk. Let's allow the 49ers to answer this question. And we're going to start with the best offensive lineman, perhaps best football player in the freaking NFL. And that's Trent Williams, who has taken a mentor role with Spencer Burford, the rookie who's got every single first team snap at right guard since training camp started. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So here's Trent talking about Burford. I don't know if uh, him working out with me um, got him in the first team. I think that work was done at OTAs. He gave coaches a lot of um, faith in his ability. He gave him confidence. But one thing I noticed about Spence just from early on is that he's just so confident. It's almost like, you know, he don't really know <laughs> the, you know, the, the bad things that could happen. You know, and that's when for us, even myself, you know, if I get beat, that one play could last for a year or so because I might make one alteration just thinking about that one last play. And it, obviously, on hindsight, that's, that's the wrong way to look at it. And um, so I was just impressed by him and how confident he was in the using his technique, how explosive he was, how he played with good hands, good body position. Um, so I knew he would be a great player. Um, obviously, working him in the starting lineup, I think he's – he deserved that. He's worked pretty hard for it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I'm in his corner every step of the way. He, he's, he's special. Um, and it's, it, whenever you have somebody like Trent in your corner, that is awesome. Um, and Burford, I mean, golly, you know, we, we've done extensive work on him on Patreon. If you're a Patreon member, just type in Spencer Burford in our channel little search box and you'll get some of his film. If you're not on Patreon, just go on YouTube and type in Spencer Burford roster and you can see our roster countdown series. He's the first one that pulls up. We did a 10 minute video just on his background, who he is, what he does. Um, it'd be the first video that pulls up. I had him at number 59 of our roster countdown and this was right after mini camp. I was too low. I was too low on him. I was too low on him. Um, I'll admit that. You know, I'm I'm wrong a lot. Uh, I'm right sometimes. But um, yeah, I was too low on him. But if you want the solid information on who he is, what he brings, what he's been through, all those different things, that's going to be a tremendous resource to catch up with who Spencer Burford is. Now, let's hear from the head coach, right? Because. Yeah, he's got all of his snaps at right guard, but you got Daniel Brunskill on the roster as well. And guess what? Daniel Brunskill started every single game, all 20 games. Uh, freaking dude's an Iron Man um, at right guard. So he started 20 games, including the playoff run, right? The 17 plus the three at right guard. So uh, what's going on with that starting right guard spot? And does he know anything? Check out this. This was from a few days ago, but I think it's I think it's important. He's got a shot. Yeah, I think a number of guys have shots, but it's those are... Things I really, I don't try not to think about too much right now. I, I don't 
because it's it's the second day. We haven't even put pads on. Um, I don't try to get too excited about guys yet. You just try to take it day by day because um, there's a lot of football to be played, and especially that we haven't even put the pads on yet. So he's done a good job in everything we asked. A number of the guys have. Um, there's a lot of names in there I think you guys don't know, but um, or that the fans probably don't know, but there's there's a lot of candidates who have got the ability to do it, and now we can got to see who can handle the marathon of camp and who's poised enough to handle those real games. And so if if we're looking at the names that fans do know, right? Most fans know Daniel Brunskill. Most fans now know Spencer Burford. Who's the other name that fans perhaps don't know? And it's not even a draft pick. If you look at who's been getting all the backup snaps at right guard, remember Daniel Brunskill has received zero snaps in training camp at right guard. All of his work's been at center. We'll talk about that in a minute. But if we're sticking with, okay, who are the guys we don't know um, that Shanahan alluded to? That's Jason Poe. Jason Poe, undrafted free agent out of Mercer, um, has been incredible. And again, what do Spencer Burford and Jason Poe have in common? It's Trent Williams. Trent Williams extends an invite, and he'll talk about this in this next clip, to several offensive linemen to go down to Houston and work out with him and Adrian Peterson. Well, Two linemen took him up on it. Guess which two? Spencer Burford and Jason Poe. Oh, um, you know, like I said before, I've seen a lot in Poe. I've seen his athleticism, seen his work ethic, seen how serious he takes the game. Um, you know, he was a long shot, and I think he understands that as well, and you can see it in his work ethic. Um, but to bring him down there, you know, I, I always leave it as an open-ended invitation, and, you know, him and uh, Spence took me up on it. So both of them came out to Houston for like that last month or so. And, I mean, they worked their butts off, man. I think the whole coaching staff can tell. Um, you can look at, at Poe, you can look at Spence, and you see, you know, um, that they work. Not saying it's going to make them a better football player because we wasn't playing football. We was just, you know, working and showing them, giving them the blueprint of how to be ready for camp. Um, but I think if you're physically ready, you got half the battle done. So. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There you go. And so the players that could emulate and work out with and transform their bodies with the best linemen in the NFL, guess what? It pays dividends. Uh, the people that want to go out there and fight and work and develop, you're going to see positives. Um, there's no doubt about that. What's up, Nick? I appreciate this. Uh, just came across the line. The 49ers announced that they have waived wide receiver Taysier Mack from Pitt, um, which is interesting. Uh, you know, one, I had Taysier Mack number 80 on our roster countdown, um, which he was a fun watch, but – I don't think the 49ers are even going to keep six. And I had Taser Mack like eight or nine on just the wide receivers. I think they're only going to keep five. Usually they keep six. I think only five. So we'll see here. And now is the time where, all right, let's, let's start seeing if we can build 
a whole bunch of candidates that we could pull in if there's an emergency. Now, whoever they bring in, probably not going to make the roster, but you've got to get these guys somewhat familiar with the system. So if doomsday happens, whole room catches COVID like we've seen in the past, or you know, three to four injuries happen, you have guys that can come in. So uh, you're going to start seeing a lot of turnover. Um, and not to say that this is the last Taysier Mack will be with the 49ers. You don't know the situation. Um, and so anyway, something to keep kind of abreast there. So back to our offensive line and the right guard. It seems to be kind of channeled out to where you're going to have Spencer Burford starting. Poe, I don't know. You know, another name that you got to talk about is Nick Sakil, the other rookie, fifth-round rookie um, out of Fordham, who's who I'm very, very high on. He's been taking all the backup snaps at left guard. Could he be that swing guard guy? Now, he hasn't gotten reps at right guard yet, but I think that could change. Uh, I think that's something that definitely could change. Now, let's transition to the left guard spot. Um, the one that we thought was fulfilled last year in the draft in the second round with Aaron Banks. Um, you know, he, he, we never saw it last year. But again, the 49ers are telling us something. When the exact same player has taken all of the first team reps at the same position throughout the entirety of training camp, that is a very clear message. Very clear message. And here's back to Trent, uh, who is the captain and leader of this entire line and who will be lining up next to Aaron Banks, uh, talking about the difference between Banks last year, 2021, and Banks this year, 2022. Banks is, is really showing out this camp. I really think he's one of the playing one of the um... – one of the better linemen right now, when you look in the group, uh, who's really bringing it this camp. Uh, I think he started by OTAs, by showing up and and being noticeably different. Um, then he followed it up with another good four weeks after OTAs. Now he's in camp, and he's noticeably different. You know, he's still a young player. Mistakes still are going to happen, but his his jump from year one to year two gives everybody a lot of confidence in him. There we go. Uh, and, and that says a lot. You know, we just talked about uh, Tazier Mack being uh, released. It looks like from Clayton, the man behind the scenes that crushes it all the time, Willie Sneed is somebody that is going to be brought in for a workout. Doesn't mean um, that he'll be, you know, the guy that comes in, but looks like they're looking for a little bit more veteran presence in that offensive line on the back end. So we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, now, so we got Banks at left guard. We've got Burford at right guard. That means we've got a little bit of a battle at center with Jake Brindell and Daniel Brunskill, the Iron Man himself. And I, I, I will continue to reiterate this. Daniel Brunskill starting somewhere week one for the 49ers. There's no doubt about it. Like he's going to be starting somewhere. And it seems like that spot is going to be in the first team with the center position, which he started eight games with. If you go back to 2020, he started his first eight games at guard. Uh, or sorry, yeah, at guard. Then he moved eight games to center. Then in 2021, he moved right back to right guard. And Kyle was asked about that this morning. And I, I, I feel like this answer was very, very worded correctly. Uh, Kyle tells a lot. By the way, he answers this question. Spencer just—he's done a great job. I mean, he, he's got all the skill set to do it. So it's about getting the reps and getting used to going against our D line and just doing it down in and down out um, at this level. Um, but he's got the ability to do it at a high level. Um, when you talk about Brunskill, I mean, Brunskill's been there for the last couple of years. We know what Dan can do. Um, he doesn't. Everyone's got to prove themselves, definitely. But um, getting Dan a ton of reps isn't always going to help him. Um, he needs to get to the season healthy um, as good as he can. And we also want to make sure he's getting more reps at center because that's what he's had less of in his, the past couple of years. We know what he can do. And so if worse comes to worse, we can move him there. But again, it's all about getting your best five, right? Um, and right here, Kali, uh, Brody wasn't good at center in 2020. You're not wrong. I will also argue Brunskill hasn't been great at guard either. Now, and again, it depends on what you evaluate. Kyle Shanahan evaluates run game first, pass game second. That is the most important thing. Uh, that is the most important thing. And so how is he going to get his run game to what he wants? You know, Jake Jake Brindell, he, he's incredible. And I'm not trying to, like, athleticism-wise, I'm not trying to knock him. But again, I, I truly do believe the best five is with Brunskill at center. The best depth is with Brunskill at center. 
Because if you rotate, let's say you put Brunskill at right guard and Brindell gets hurt at center. Now you got to change two positions. Continuity on the offensive line is very, very important. Um, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, but you could say retroactively, same thing. Let's say Brunskill starting center, Burford starting right guard. Burford gets hurt. Now you move Brunskill to right guard, bring in Brindell. You're changing two positions as well. So I, I get that argument as well. Um, he's had some bad shotgun snaps already in training camp. Yeah, he hasn't played there in a year. And I think that's a big reason why the emphasis has been on getting Brunskill work at center in training camp. Um, yeah, bad snaps, that, that's a rough one, man. If, if you've got the bad snaps and they continue to be an issue, that's something you got to watch. That's something you got to make sure that you get. And that's why they're doing it now. Maybe they Brunskill proves, hey, this ain't the right spot for me. Now, the question was asked, okay, well, there's a lot of free agent centers out there. J.C. Treader, right? You know, Nick Nick Martin, there, there's guys out there that you could step in. And that was asked of Kyle this morning. What what are the possibilities of going out and getting one of these free agent centers to come in and compete? We're very good with the people in our building. Um, you know, when you talk about a veteran stuff, which everyone does, that just means yeah, it's always a lot easier when – You've seen someone do it for 16 games or 17 games, um, and but no, no one does do that until you give them the opportunity. Um, we see in practice every day now. We saw it last year that we have guys in our building who are definitely capable of it. Now it's about getting into those games, and we try to we'll try to give them some experience in preseason. But um, you show it in practice. But we, our old line coach that says it all the time. You don't know if an old lineman can play until he gets his ass kicked in a game. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. And then how do you come back the next week? Are you rattled? Do you kind of hide? Or do you rise to the occasion and learn how to deal with it? And that's really, to me, what playing a line is in the NFL. And you don't know that until you give those guys those opportunities. But um, you got to believe in what the person's made of. And we got the guys athletically. And I also think we got the character in this room to handle those um, situations. Yeah, uh, I, think it's, I think it's huge right there that what he said – and this happens, you know, it, people want to say like offensive line play or whatever, they get 70 plus snaps a game. And so you're going to get beat in the NFL. There's just too much talent on the defensive line. Now, the good news for the 49ers, look at the first two weeks. You got the Chicago Bears, nothing really special uh, on the defensive line group. Obviously, they got uh, what's his name on the outside who got all the sacks. And that's great. But we're talking interior offensive line play, right? It not not much to worry about with the Bears, not much to worry about with Seattle week two. So they're going to have time. Um, now, the issue is this. He said, you don't know who you are till you get beat and how you respond the next game, which tells you it's going to be a slow hook. So if an offensive lineman, whether that's Banks, whether that's, you know, uh, Brunskill, whether that's Burford. Oh, look at that. We got the three Bs in the middle. I, di I didn't even notice that. Look at that. I like that. The three Bs in the middle. I'm going to start a shirt. Uh, but even if they have bad week, what he just said, he has to see how they respond. So that tells you they don't have a bad game. They're not getting pulled. That's not who Shanahan is anyway. Uh, loyalty to players and continuity is very, very important to him. So not only do we think these three Bs are going to be our starters on the inside, they're going to get a little bit of length of rope um, to, to go out there. So uh, it, that scares me a little bit, but I do like the way that the schedule has shaken out to where you do have these two first games to go out there against very subprime teams, very, very bad teams. Oh, look at Kelly, the killer bees, baby. That's right. I, I hope that they live up to that name. Banks, Brunskill, and Burford. Oh, I like it, man. Um uh, the old 1990 Astros coming in hot over there, man. I hate the Astros. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> back to this interior offensive line play. I think we've got, you know, betting man, which I am. I think we've got it kind of situated. I really, really do. And I think our starting five offensive line, you know, Trent Williams left, right? Banks left guard. You've got center, Brunskill. You've got Burford, right guard. And you got McGlinchey, who came back way earlier than expected. The 49ers offensive line, I think, is pretty much settled um, in their current situation. Now, maybe somebody shines, but just from the snaps that they're getting, uh, the blocking Bs. I love it, Big Papa. Keep coming with these nicknames on the 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 three Bs on the inside. I love it, man. We're, we're going to, yeah, let's brainstorm this bad boy out right now. Now, let's go to another position and talk about something else that's being solidified. 
the running back rotation. And, you know, if you would have asked me before mini camps and all those things, even before the draft or whatever, it didn't matter. The, we knew Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell ain't changing. Uh, he's number one, and he's going to be number one. But before we jump to number two, three, and those guys behind him, Shanahan was asked to kind of critique Elijah Mitchell last year. And I thought that this was telling because Mitchell had a great rookie year, obviously, but he did leave some meat on the bone. And Shanahan kind of talked about one of the issues with Elijah Mitchell and his running style. I mean, you got Elijah is such an efficient runner. I mean, he doesn't mess around at all. I mean, he's going downhill. He creates edges on people, and he's trying to go through people every play, um, which is um, why we like him so much. Um, when you do that and you're committed to that, sometimes you do leave some yards out there where you could have a little bit of a bigger play. Um, but that's, I think, also why he has such a good yards per carry. Um, but when you go out and you evaluate everything and you watch all the runs that you had, when you get a bunch of them, um, you do see places you can improve. And um, he had a couple big runs that could have been bigger. Um, and I think that's what his goal is. You know, he has the 40 to do it. Um, but he runs like he's a 230-pound big back, um, which is ma what makes him such a good runner. So it's trying to find, trying not to lose what has got him here and then just add other elements to his game that his body is capable of doing. Yeah, that's, that's man, the the start of that question is hilarious. I'm just going to pay the, the start of this clip again because you can see Kyle trying to find the words. Um, I'm just going to play like the first part of this clip because I think it's hilarious. Watch Kyle try to process mentally how he wants to explain who Elijah Mitchell is. I mean, you got to uh, Elijah is such an, <laughs> I love it. Right. Like you can tell Shanahan loves this guy, obviously, but like, yeah, it, it's not the, it, it's not the clear cut. Oh yeah. This is what he does. Here's it. This has been a huge change in Kyle Shanahan. If you're talking about evolution of what Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers want, consistency and efficiency and it's everywhere offensive line play running backs wide receivers quarterback defensive line and i can give you examples on those right Jawan jennings what he was able to do when sanu came back uh, from his injury it didn't matter because jennings was so consistent right uh you look at samson ebukam who a lot of the fans are like yeah i don't know maybe we move on Hell no. His snap counts kept going up. His production kept going up. Guess what? Never missed a tackle. Linebacker position. Greenlaw over Aziz. Why? Consistency. Look at the back end. Um, you know, Talano Hufunga over Tart or, you know, whatever. It missed tackles. That's a big deal. Consistency is such a big deal. Look at the running back going from somebody like Mostert and Breida to Elijah Mitchell. Efficiency. Chain moving. Look who they've drafted, right? Trey Sermon. Um, TDP. These are chain movers. That's what they want. Now, the question here, Kali, does Mitchell get 1,000 yards? It's going to be tough. His issue is going to be health. Um, yes, it is set up for him to be even more efficient with a running quarterback. Uh, we're going to do, uh, I'm working on a breakdown now over on Patreon, which, Kali, I know you support us there, and I appreciate that, my friend. Um, our Football 101 series, the zone read and running game with a mobile quarterback and non-mobile quarterback. So I've been working on clips and getting that. just takes a long time to get it all processed and together. But that's one of the next Football 101 series that we're going to have. And the fact that you have a mobile quarterback freezes the backside linebacker. So even though it's a run play to Elijah Mitchell, the backside linebacker can't over-pursue. He has to wait and make sure Trey Lance gives the ball away. Um, and so it, it it creates a bigger crease on that backside cutback, which is a staple of the outside zone, which is everything that Kyle Shanahan's entire offense is predicated upon. So yeah, I think the efficiency could even go up, and I think the big explosive plays could go up. So yeah, I do think 1,000 yards is in the the realm of possibility. He's got to stay healthy. He broke his ribs, I think, three times last year. Um, had a knee issue as well, but he got those cleaned up. He's out there. I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. Yeah, I, I own him in my dynasty league. Uh, so like I, I'm a big, I'm a big Elijah Mitchell guy. I really, really am. But let's look behind and look at Kelly. She says, I think we have two 800 yard running backs. That's what Kyle Shanahan wants. You, you've heard Shanahan talk about a one two punch. You've heard John Lynch talk about a one two punch. You've heard Anthony Lynn talk about a one two punch. That is what they want. And the best news maybe of all of camp, 
Trey Sermon has started to look really damn good. And he has taken those number two reps. Here's Kyle Shanahan when asked about Trey Sermon and the difference between what he did last year and this year. This is huge. This is the most positive thing ever said about Trey Sermon from the head coach. Definitely. Um, you know, his first four runs that we had, when we, Trey sees it good. Um, it's just about hitting it without any hesitation. Um, those holes in the NFL close a lot faster than they do in college. And I think that was something Trey learned the hard way his first year. And he's got the film. He's got the experiences that happened. And um, you want to see how he is the first day you put pads on. And we didn't have to remind him, uh, which is cool. That means he learned a lot from last year. And he's been thinking about it all offseason. He's built his body to handle it. And uh, most importantly, you can tell his mindset's there. And we've seen it in practice. And uh, I can't wait to see it in these games coming up. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, that is awesome. Can't wait to see it in these games coming up. So if you're one of those people that bet like uh, preseason games and stuff, which I did, I bet the Hall of Fame game because I'm a crazy person uh, just for fun. I only bet like a, a couple bucks. Uh, but anyway, if you're one of those people that does like preseason fantasy or bets, Trey Sermon's going to get some work, guys. He's got to prove to himself. He's got to prove to the team. He's got to prove to the coaching staff that he's going to be a guy. Um so like yeah, I, I I think that's I think that's really really important. Um, and one of the things I want to see Jordan Mason, yeah, watch out for that guy because I'm telling you right now, there's a chance there's a chance that dude's gonna be a star. I, I I'm I I know I've been on the bandwagon Jordan Mason the whole time, but when every single beat reporter keeps talking about how this dude just looks the part, yeah, we'll see we'll see. He's gonna get a lot of carries. He's gonna get a lot of work. Um, now, before we transition to another offensive position, uh, do want to take time just to say 49ers rush road trip is shaking out beautifully well. We're going to every single away game this year. You can get your tickets, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Uh, we've got our Chicago two parties. Party the night before is going to be incredible. Uh, then we've got our tailgate right next to the planetarium uh, right on Michigan, Lake Michigan, and right in between the stadium. Going to be awesome. Unlimited beers and brats before the game, and we're going to have drinks after the game to celebrate in the parking lot as well. Um, then Denver's going to be nonstop crazy. We got Frank Gore coming out, meet the legend himself, autographs, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're throwing a crazy party right before the tailgate because you remember Denver, that's a Sunday night football game. So we're going to be tailgating Freaking all day watching the previous games, you know, unlimited drinks, food, all that kind of stuff. Again, you can get all these tickets, uh, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com if you want to come party with us and what that is. And, you know, for a lot of the events, you know, I, I, I probably need to clarify this and I want to. You know, if we don't have a player come out because those are huge expenses, If you, it, I don't want money to ever be an issue to not party. It's community first always. So if you're one of those people that just like, hey, John, I can't I can't pay 30 bucks for a ticket or whatever. That's cool. That's cool. I want you to come out and have a good time with us um, now. However, with agents like with Frank Gore thing, that's not on me. Like the agents, we have to negotiate prices to get in and all those things. But like for Chicago, if you're one of those people that just wants to come hang out and, you know, not participate in the raffles and the giveaways and the trivias and all that stuff. Come on out, guys. Money will never be a factor in building this community. Uh, yeah, I try to cover some of my expenses, which, you know, costs uh, <laughs> quite a bit, thousands of dollars to throw these parties, um, which is awesome because, you know, some of that money comes back and whatever else. But again, if you're one of those people that's like, yeah, I, I just can't, you know, traveling and buying the ticket and all those things, man, reach out to me. Um, it's important to me to build the community first. Everything else is second. Unfortunately, I do have to pay my bills and feed my family, but um, that's not going to exclude anybody from hanging out. Now, the Frank Core thing, that's a little different. That's out of my hands. But if you want to come hang out, trust me, uh, we want you there. That's very, very important. Now, let's transition to wide receiver and the fight and all that kind of stuff and, you know, whatever else. But I want to focus on just Trey Lance because – I don't know, man. I th I think it's crazy what Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk have built. Um, and you know, I, I gotta give credit to not obviously Brandon Ayuk, but Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward, those guys chirping every single day at mini camp, every single day at training camp at Brandon Ayuk, targeting him, picking on him. And why, right? Yeah, you heard Fred Warner. We played this in a, a previous episode where he's like, because I think he's ready to take that breakout year. You know, this is somebody that was in the doghouse last year. But 
Brandon Ayuk has answered every single question, every single call, both literally and physically, with fists and punches and receptions and all those things. Listen to Jimmy Ward, captain, defensive leader, longest tenured 49er. Uh, amazing human being. That's just awesome. Listen to him. He was asked, why do you think Brandon Ayuk's having such a good camp? This clip is unreal. That's why I got the fight. I, I love to see uh, DA fight. I'm just saying he's an aggressive guy, but we just need that every every day, you know? So Because, like, right now he's having an outstanding camp. I feel like he's having the best camp out of everybody on the team, offense and defense. Well, okay, besides both, you know, both are going to be both. But, I'm just saying, like BA is taking it to taking his game to another level. It's crazy. I didn't win a one-on-one rep with him yet. And like I want to say, last year uh, it was a couple reps that I won against him, but not this year. I'm I'm gonna get him soon though. I and again, this is from somebody that's bullying, literally bullied. Brandon Ayuk every day in practice. And to come out and say he's having the best camp of anybody except Bosa. Well, Bosa going to be Bosa. He's a different human being. But Ayuk is going to be a problem. I'm with you, Kelly. Thank you. Um, he has stepped up. You know, we talk about Debo and the Holden and all those things. You know, he missed that first, you know, week or whatever. Like, Ayuk has seized this opportunity tremendously. And that's coming off of one of the incredible last eight games of the season. He was awesome. He had more receiving yards than Debo did. Now Debo was working in the backfield, whatever, and not trying to turn this into an IU versus Debo thing. But he's ready, and he has dominated camp. You see all those Trey Lance highlights? Almost every damn one of them's going to Brandon Ayuk. Uh, too early Ayuk stat prediction? Uh, man, I have my notes on my other stat predictions. I need to scroll through them and find those out. But I do think that he's going to have a 1,000-yard season. I really, really do. Um, his, his first 1,000-yard season. I think that's coming for sure. Just because the perfect blend of play style and complementary quarterback strengths and weaknesses, right? Deep ball, that's where IU shines. You see all these highlight clips and all those things? Yeah, it's it's Trey outside the pocket or Trey throwing deep. That's who IU was at Arizona State. That's who IU was last year. But, you know, Jimmy that those aren't his strengths. He has other strengths, and those match with Debo. Those match with Kittle. Trey's strengths match with Ayuk. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Kelly, let's all think of this, and it's early, but Lance gets 80 to 90% of RG3 rookie season. Whoa, I'm stoked. Yeah, RG3 won you know, rookie of the year over Andrew Luck that year, which was uh, an impressive year by both those quarterbacks. It's built for Trey. It really, really is. Um and Ayuk has seized the opportunity. Now, I do want to take a step back in the whole Bosa being Bosa thing. Playing clips of Nick Bosa at the press conference crack me up uh, just because his personality is just so freaking, it's almost like Eeyore, you know, <laughs> back with like, he's just like, uh, womp, womp. Like, he's not sad. It's just who he is. Uh, but here's Bosa talking about camp so far. God, he's, he's, he cracks me up, man. Yeah, it's been completely different um, last year. I didn't really take any reps until a couple of weeks before the year. So just being able to get out there and uh, have my body adapt to playing football has been, um, it's been the most enjoyable camp um, that I've been a part of because I feel good, which makes everything a lot, a lot better. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it's the best camp I've ever had. Everything's better, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's crazy. Oh, here we go. Look at this, Mosquito. Appreciate you, man. Just seen Kingsbury place his running back coach on leave. More drama in Arizona, the worst offseason ever. Um, yeah, it, it's Two counts of domestic battery, um, and that was an incident from May. So it's something they knew about. Um, you know, I don't want to jump to too many conclusions. That's just what I'm seeing there. But yeah, I mean, you want to again? We're taking a break here from Dyer's content. We'll return briefly. We just had a quote, you know, at the press conference. Kingsbury let Kyler Murray call plays in practice, and he said again. I want to find the exact quote because I think this is just freaking absolute insanity here we go um kingsbury on allowing kyler murray to call plays um on saturday's practice quote 
This is Kingsbury talking about Kyler Murray. Quote, I just wanted him to know that, hey, this, you know, shit ain't easy. Every uh, every now and then he starts shaking his head when I'm calling it in there. And I'm like, all right, go ahead, big dog. End quote. Good God. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, you just signed this guy to all these, you know, whatever. He's already had arm fatigue and has had to sit several practices. He's already, you know, the film clause, take the film clause out. Now you're bashing him publicly to people. Now you're running back coach. Like, the worst run franchise in pro sports. Now, do they have some talent there and they win some games? Yeah. Uh, go ahead, big dog. Yeah. Like, it's it's bad, man. The, the Cardinals are a freaking joke, and I'm so happy. So happy that Kingsbury got an extension. I hope he is there forever. Um, yeah, it, it's bad, man. Uh, Raphael, not going to lie, I used to hate Bosa's pressers, but he's gotten better. I love. I crack up the whole time uh, watching, you know, Nick Bosa his press conferences. They're just they're they're different. <laughs> they're they're different. Uh, Flynn says I need a '97 jersey that has Eeyore as the name. Yeah, some people that like follow the team close to get that. They'll be like, that's hilarious. But yeah, he's got that personality. Just like, oh yeah, well, all right. Like most of the time, he's even like horizontal. He's never even like you know <laughs> at attention. Um, anyway, let, let's jump back now to Jimmy Ward. Um, and I thought this was very, very interesting. They asked, they ask every single player that goes up there about Trey Lance. How's he doing? And they talk about like his play and all those things. Jimmy Ward hit on something different. And I thought that this was really, really important just on the effect Trey Lance has had as a teammate and keeping the team together. And he brings the team together. He hasn't broke down the team yet. Uh, but I don't feel like he has to right now. I think he'd do that. He'll do that when he's ready. But as in, like, just talking to everybody, you know, relating to everybody, you know, you know, I haven't seen him, well, I've seen him mad a little bit, but not really. I can't really tell. He has a great poker face. So, uh, but I just feel like he's being a phenomenal teammate and, you know, bringing all of us together. Freaking that's good news, man. Phenomenal teammate bringing us all together. That's pretty damn good from a 22-year-old rookie quarterback. And if you don't know Jimmy Ward, he's not the type of person to just say something. That's not who he is. Um, he is not a you know sunshine rainbow guy. He's going to say exactly what is on his mind. Uh, and so you take those words with weight. Uh, I think that's important. Now, uh, I want to get to – we're going to transition now to Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree and talk a little bit about his father and what that looks like. Uh, so, But before we do, I want to remind everybody – we're doing something different today at 3.30 p.m. Uh, we're releasing one of our 49ers Rush originals. The premiere's already set if you want to check that out on YouTube. Uh, watch that live with us at 3.30 today. And then tomorrow, 3.30 p.m., we have our Patreon-only live show with 49ers Rush Cutback. Make sure you catch that. That's only going to be available for Patreon members, so go check that out. Uh, we've revamped everything on Patreon, so go check that out. Uh, Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Now, Shanahan was asked today, this morning, uh, about what it's like coaching without Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniel, I apologize. Uh, there's only one of them. There's not two of them. Um, I love Mike McDaniel. And I'm, I catch myself watching some of his pressers with Miami because he's just so freaking awesome, talking about Yeezys and all this kind of different stuff. Like Mike McDaniel's incredible. I miss him. I'm not going to lie. I really miss him. Um, and I think Kyle does too. And so Kyle got asked, like, what's different this year than last year? Because Mike McDaniel has been with you forever. And Shanahan, he flexed a little bit here. And I really like this flex on his coaching tree and how, yeah, make no mistake, this has always been Kyle. And he even has somebody that was around even before Mike McDaniel. Um, I mean, it's been different. He's always, I mean, he's been there for so long. So he's got to always get to bounce stuff off of. He prepares a lot of my meeting stuff for me. Um, so it's been good going through this offseason, just having to train some other guys to do that. You know, Clay Kubiak's done an awesome job preparing a lot of the film and stuff like that. And um, he's got, you know, I had him on defense last year and just brought him to offense this year. And I've thrown a lot at him and um, to see what he can do. And it's been great. And Chris Furster, who's always been, you know, him and I and washing together is really what started with this run game. And, um, you know, Mike, we brought there our second year in Washington. And um, 
Mike was a pass game guy, but those roles were filled up. You know, I had Sean McVay as my quality control, then moved him to tight end coach. I had Matt LaFleur as my quality control coach, moved him to quarterback. Um, so I put Mike um, with the run stuff with Chris. Um, so Chris helped Mike so much to where um, then when Mike and I went to Cleveland and Atlanta and Chris wasn't there, um, we were able to do stuff and keep building off it. And then we were so fortunate to get Chris back here um, that it's kind of been always the same. And now losing Mike, Chris has had to step it up in some areas to which has been great because he was always there as the original guy. Um, so it's been fun to get back with him more and talking more with him and um, really having his imprint on stuff the more we go. There you go. The original, the original, um, you know, guy that was there before Mike McDaniel, before McVay, before those guys. Like, right. Like, that's the idea. And I don't think that people place enough emphasis on how important Chris Forrester is to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, you know, I think you're looking at coaches, you know, the regard in which we hold Kucerik, the defensive line coach, rightfully so. Forrester is that for Shanahan as well. Um, so I think that's important. Yeah. I saw the Brandon Marshall question. So there were a couple former players that jumped into the press conference today, Brandon Marshall and Adam Pacman Jones, uh, talking about and You know, Marshall basically asked this really long question and brought it into dad Shanahan, right? Um, Mike Shanahan, whenever he was at Denver and how he, his go-to play was for Brandon Marshall to run the certain route. And the question was asked, you know, what's your go-to route? And Kyle basically said, yeah, it's like that, but better. Uh, it's that play, but with options, uh, which I really, really liked. And then Adam Pacman Jones asked, you know, I cut this clip. Who's a player or somebody that you kind of took almost all your tricks or swag or personality or methods from? And here's Kyle's response. Um, I mean, I took everything from my dad. Like, um, I never worked with my dad to Washington, which throws a lot of people off. So, I mean, I never worked at the Broncos. But um, just like you guys see my son up here all the time, right? Like, that's how I was. I mean, I was hopping in one-on-ones during minicamp coming back from college. And I'm sure that was illegal, but they can't find him now. Um, so, I mean, I just grew up all around it. And so you just, you're around it all the time. And I was always trying to be a player. Um, but then once you get into coaching, and I, I feel – I feel my style was more like my dad's, not because you're naturally trying to, because that's just what I was around all the time, and I respected the hell out of them. Um, but when it comes to your style or your swag or stuff, that's that has to do with your friends and the people you hang around and the people you go to high school with, people you go to college with. And because um, I don't try to emulate anyone, I just try to be who I've always been, and that's usually the people you associate yourself with. It's freaking awesome, man. Um... It's incredible, and I think the staff replicates that as well with guys like Anthony Lynn, guys like Brian Greasy, people that had a relationship with his dad. Um, and, yeah, right there, Mosquito. Kyle had a smile on his face the entire time, and I'm thankful that he had the childhood that is so positive um, that he can remember it that way. People don't understand how hard coaching is. You know, the majority of almost all my best friends um, are, for, are coaches or former coaches. That's hard. You get, you know, especially down, you know, in Texas and the college level and big time high school level, you're moving all the time and your kids got to move with you. And the hours I had a bed in my office, you know, I slept there at least twice a week throughout the entire season, all the freaking time. That's not easy. And a big reason why, you know, for people that are relatively newer to this show, that's why this podcast got started because of family and father-son relationships when my wife and i became foster parents it became very evident there was no way in hell i was going to be able to spend multiple nights at my office working 90 hours a week <laughs> the first year we got both our boys they both got expelled from school like <laughs> like i i couldn't you know be at my school for all that time and neglect, you know, what was going on at home life. So the, the, the people that can balance that and have the home structure to do so, man, hats off to them, uh, found out pretty early. That wasn't for me. And so whenever I got out of coaching, that's where this podcast was born, you know, over six years ago was all right. I football has been a part of my life in a very positive way. I want to continue to support that. How do I do that and still be at home? Well, 49ers rush was the answer. Um, and it took six years of grinding weekends and nights and stuff after teaching and all that stuff to get to the point where it was like, all right, this is now my full-time employment, but yeah, I'm not going to lie, uh, jealous and happy seeing Kyle Shanahan remember those things with that smile on his face. 
Um, and I freaking love it. I freaking love it, man. I, I love this community. And I love the, I'll be honest, and, and this is going to be kind of the last clip of the show. And I've really enjoyed today's show. I, I really enjoyed today's press conference. I really enjoy the feel of what it's like heading into 2022. I cannot remember. Maybe that first or se- maybe that second year with hardball. I cannot remember this much promise and this much excitement and energy around a 49ers training camp. And I've been covering this team a while. Um, and I, I'll, I'll let Trent Williams talk about it. This is Trent Williams on the 49ers front office and kind of his time with the Niners. Yeah, since I've been around. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's been, that's been the case the last two years. So, yeah, the team just keeps getting better. The front office, man, is amazing. The guys that they continue to bring in and, you know, they might sign somebody you never heard of. And when they get here, you understand why they signed them. And that's, to me, I think um, that's a nuance of the business that I think gets lost. I think we get, everybody gets so enamored with the new prospect and, and the guys who had a, a nice college career and those, you know, following the path to the draft. And, you know, if it's a person you never heard of, maybe went to a small school, I think a lot of us just say, you know, they're just development guys. And I think you go through the draft year in and year out, and you're seeing people that come from small schools that can really play, and they can play really well, and they can really help a team. And um, so I like to see that this organization turns over every stone before they just say, we're going to take this player. You feel that, man. And the roster is peppered with them. Uh, and it's been incredible. You look at favorite players, whether it's, you know, Emmanuel Mosley, Aziz Alshire, Daniel Brunskill from the AAF, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's 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 different. Now, it, okay, Kelly, here we go. Uh, we always get excited at the beginning of the year, but there's something brewing special this year, something special. I love it. it I, I'm with you. Now, do I have the 40 hours winning the Super Bowl? I don't this year. I'm going to be really honest with you. Do I have them as a Super Bowl contender making the playoffs? Yes, making a deep run in the playoffs, I do. I, I think it's going to take Trey some time. And, you know, I I, I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's really, really good, right? You look at what Patrick Mahomes did, right? Sat for a year, stepped in on a playoff caliber team for the Chiefs. His first year starting, made it to the AFC Championship, but he didn't start doing the crazy things that Mahomes did until after that that third year. And so, like, you're hoping for something like that. I'm not projecting that, but, like, that's the great Patrick Mahomes, right? And, you know, Trey Lance is younger than Mahomes was at that point and had a lot less experience than Mahomes had at that point. But, yeah, there's a lot of parallels. And I would be very happy uh, with those parallels continuing to match up. Very happy about this year. I'm pumped, guys. I, I mean, I know that I get labeled as, like, the positive guy and whatever else, and that's cool. If you're not happy and excited right now for this season, you got to check your polls because you got to look back to Chip Kelly, Jim Tom Sula, Dennis Erickson for you older folks. We're lucky to be where we are now. We're lucky to be. Enjoy this. Enjoy this. And hopefully you enjoyed today's show. Appreciate everybody. Uh, Want to say thank you to James W. and 49er George, uh, the executive producers of the show. Shout out to Clayton, the man behind the scenes, keeping everything running so smoothly. He's the freaking man. And thank you to you guys. Really appreciate y'all. And until next time, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.